everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Great. Before we look back at the month of November, how was your month in November? <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you. Tell everybody where you were, what you did. Well, I, we talked about it before I left a, a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to play on Team Remax Canada, traveling a bunch of old-timer hockey players, and we've been to Europe um, very many times. And this particular year, we got to go to Copenhagen and in Denmark. And then we traveled to Gothenburg in Sweden and then up to Stockholm in Sweden. Uh, we were actually supposed to go into Norway, to Oslo, Norway. And, and at the last minute, our trip kind of got sidelined as Nor- Norway's borders weren't quite completely open. And we didn't want to risk being stuck at the border. So we stayed longer in Sweden. Uh, which worked out to be fine. We played six hockey games. The, yes. t- the hockey team went three and three, which uh, we'll take as, as pretty good. This was the oldest crew that we've ever taken to Europe. So our average age was 52 years old on the hockey team. In fact, we had six or seven members up in their 60s. So our team isn't spring chickens necessarily anymore. And a couple of the games we lost, we lost to some young men under 35-year-olds who... who uh, were they ready for you? Yeah, well, they, they, they were excited and, and uh, didn't realize just how old we were going to be. So I'd say for, for you know, gentlemen in, the, in their 50s, we skate really well, but not compared to somebody who's only 25. <laughs> yeah. And what about the, uh, the camaraderie part of it? Because you've, you've always told us that that's the best part. So these are real estate agents from across Western Canada for the most part. And, and yeah, the, there's a certain bond between us. And this is the only time of, of year that we do play together and... and uh, um, so my uh, left winger was from Calgary, my right winger from Victoria, and uh, but that bonds that's created in the dress room, as anyone who's ever played sports, uh, is 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 quite solid and, and a lot of fun. So the camaraderie on the trip was great. We had uh, seven wives come on the trip, including mine, and uh, so I think there was twenty five of us in total on the on the traveling crew through through the countries. It was great to travel again. This particular trip had been postponed twice before right. because of COVID. And it looks like we kind of got out of there just in time as, as some of those countries are now starting to, um, to lock down, down a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But otherwise, it was very similar to being here in Canada, uh, showing your vaccine passport to go out to most restaurants um, in Denmark. And uh, a few of us went to Amsterdam on our way home for a few days. Uh, Sweden is an interesting one. It is completely open. So there are no masks, no vaccine passports. Most of the country is vaccinated, but that's not something that's required to get into any of their museums and or their restaurants. And so. you get a chance to talk to the guys, the cultural aspect of it, uh, the exchange part with the players on the other team. Do you get a chance to talk to them much afterwards? Yeah, that's the best part. So typically uh, a typical day for the team might be to start the day with breakfast in the hotel. We're on the bus by 9 a.m., we're traveling outside of whatever major city we might be and go into a small town where we'll tour that town and uh, take in the sights and sounds, museums, churches, whatever it might be, castles, and play hockey that uh, early evening against the other team and then um, go for some beverages and dinner with the, the other team afterwards. Back to our hotel by midnight or one or, or whatever time. And then we do it all over again tomorrow. And, and it's quite an amazing way to see some of these countries. The other players themselves, that's the best part. That camaraderie with them, even after the game, uh, win or lose, 
um, as long as the booze is cold, <laughs> that yeah. nobody really cares. And finally, did you do the ABBA Museum? Did you get, did you give Not that a this particular trip, ironically. You've uh, done it, though, before. I have. This was the second time I've been to Stockholm, so I did I the ABBA Museum. I say it kind of laughingly, but I know people who've gone, and they said, you know what? I, it blew me away. I, I really enjoyed it. I was disappointed in the ABBA Museum, and maybe only, and let me preface this, uh, for anybody who's been to Liverpool and seen and, and been to the Beatles Museum, is, 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 is far superior to the ABBA Museum. The ABBA Museum was fun, but very fluff. Uh, You're kidding. <laughs> but the Beatles Museum, uh, if you are a true Beatles fan, uh, you would even enjoy it. There is a ton of information at the Beatles Museum. So the, the experiences weren't the same. But um, And I've gone blank. Uh, right beside the ABBA Museum in Stockholm is, is uh, their number one museum, which is uh, the big ship that sank on its maiden vo voyage 350 years ago right in Stockholm Bay. And uh, it was completely, uh, it's been restored, but 90% uh, of it was intact when they brought it up really? so, some 50 years ago. Hmm. And okay. uh, it is absolutely uh, incredible. So, so um, I, I apologize, I can't think of the name of the ship. So right, it'll come to you by the end of the podcast, I know. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's take the segue and let's talk about the ship, the sailing and let's talk about real estate. It's actually been pretty smooth sailing. Has it not been the last couple of months? Has it yeah. been surprising? Very surprising. So, you know, I was away for most of November, but my team was uh, was very busy. And this was one of the busiest Novembers we've ever seen for sales um, and for listings. The market, and maybe because of some mild temperatures in comparison to some past Novembers, but the market was exceptionally busy and not like a regular November. Well, you did sell a house for a very good friend of mine who can't say enough great things about you, especially love the free car you gave him. That, uh, no, no, the, sorry, that wasn't you. Uh, anyway, uh, no, he was very impressed with, uh, he was kind of impressed with you, but really impressed with your staff. Yeah, and, and so that's the kind of benefit. And, and you know, we've talked about that sometimes in some of our previous podcasts about the team of, of why would you want to hire, you know, a team like mine, perhaps in comparison to an, an individual agent because there is some great individual agents out there but um you know this is where i get to brag and i get to say well i don't think that that individual agent can do anywhere near the type of things that we can do as a team so when you hire you know any one of our team members you're getting 10 for the price of one and so so yes uh, we get to brag about keeping our clients informed about what's going on with their listing and uh, with their showings and getting them feedback and and being uh, somebody's always available to take their call and, and respond to them quickly. And then most importantly, get them the results. So in, again, thank you for that referral. Um, your, your friend ha has a sold sign in front of his house right now. He does. And, and he's, he's, he's purchased another property. And, and so he's super excited about that. And, and so um, that's how we evaluate what we do is, is basically that's how we measure our success by our happy clients. The thing that made him the happiest was you guys did little things right. You know, there's basic stuff that you, a lot of agents are going to do and a, a lot of r real estate uh, organizations are going to do. But you guys did all the little stuff. Uh, and that's what he noticed. The devil's in the details, right? And, yeah. and, and we can use expressions, uh, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, there is the three P's of, of real estate, which I've talked about before, where, you know, some agents, unfortunately, and this is a low percentage by all means, that most agents are really good at what they do. And I'm very proud of, of my fellow colleagues. But there is, of course, like in any industry, there's going to be some who, who just don't measure up to, to the bar that might be set. And they've got the three P's of real estate. And that's where they um, put, your, put up a for sale sign, put your house on MLS and pray 
that uh, that it'll sell. And, and that's just not a, a solid way to sell a property. And, and, you know, in some markets here in Canada, when we're looking at maybe Vancouver market or, or maybe the Southern Ontario markets, you just have to put it on MLS. You don't have to prepare the house. You don't even have to have nice pictures and you're going to get 25 offers. Um, but unfortunately, Edmonton is not quite like that. Although we've just talked about this has been a great November. We're still in a recession here in Edmonton and, and our market isn't taking off and, and going up like some of those other markets. And you, there still is some strategy. Um, again, we've had more sales in November than previous Novembers, but we also had a lot more new listings. So just to give you some quick stats, okay, yeah, there was 1,111 new listings in November. Um, in previous years, that number is usually under 1,000. So there, w- there was an extra 150 to 200 listings uh, just in November that hit the market. So far... For 2021, when we're looking at single families uh, properties in Edmonton, there's been 19,650. So there's almost been 20,000 listings hit the market. By the same time last year, that number was only 16,400. So we're looking at almost 4,500 more listings this year than last year. And that's quite a difference. Now, sales are up, of course. I just said um, that there was more sales. For single family, there was 1,112 properties that sold in November. And compare that to last year where there was 900. So, yes, there was a couple hundred more sales. Um, This year, sales, uh, there's been 14,590 single family home sales versus 10,123 by the same time last year. So we're looking at an extra 4,500 sales as well. But prices dropped. <laughs> okay. So, 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 you know, here I am talking about more sales and the market being good, but the median sales price in Edmonton for single-family homes dropped from $415,000 in October down to four hundred and twelve, two hundred and fifty. So not a huge drop by any means. $2,750 was the drop, but a drop nonetheless. And it will drop again now that we're here in December. Sure. Typical. Happens every year. Um, our prices typically rise in the spring. They level off in the summer and they drop in the fall. Let's get to some of these numbers because I know that it's... Uh I enjoy listening to the the monthly numbers because it's fascinating to me that you think it's going to follow a certain pattern, but there always seems to be some kind of weird diversion. We seem to go down a different road or all of a sudden condo sales are up when you never thought that they were going to be or or, uh, residential prices are going to drop and they surge up. It just never seemed to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I talked about just uh, obviously the, the single family price is down a little bit from October at you know 412,000 and some change a year ago it was 400 so we're up $12,000 from a year ago so huh. i will take that as good news by the way okay that for for anybody who owns a single family house now those people who own condos and have been paying attention to the market haven't enjoyed what's been going on with the condo market because we have so many listings for sale in edmonton in almost any part of the city, there's at least a one-year supply of a condominium, um, excuse me, especially apartment-style condominiums. When we get to downtown Edmonton, there's a two-year supply 
of apartment style condos in downtown Edmonton. Okay. So that market is really saturated and really taking it on the chin. Now, new listings, there were 700 new listings in November versus previous Novembers at 629, 563, 570, 651. So you can see there was more inventory that hit the market in November than previous years. We're at 11,529 total new condominium listings on the market this year compared to previous years, 8,800, 8,700, 10,000, 10,500. So we've had more listings in condos than any other year in the last five years. Um, more sales again than any of the previous years, but we're seeing a decline in that median sales price. So our median sales price at the end of November was 206,450. A year ago, it was 209. So we're down from a year ago. So single family prices are up by 12 grand from a year ago. And um, condo prices are down about 2,500 from a year ago. What has surprised you the most here this month? Is there one thing that really has stood out and you went, wow, okay, that, that one, that, I didn't see that coming. Is there yeah. anything in particular? Yeah, you know what? Acreage sales have, have remained strong through November, and that was would, would be a surprise. So typically, right. uh, with, you know, most years, Bryn, we sell acreages from March to July, basically, March to end of June. That's it. And that if you, in, in the previous thinking, is if you haven't got your, your acreage on the market before July 1st, that you're not selling it till next year. That, that acreage buyers have already done their buying, but that market has continued to stay strong. This is no stranger if you've listened to some of our previous podcasts that COVID-19 is really driving people away from the cores of the city, out to the burbs, out to acreages. And so that's got, there's an element of staying power here is what you're saying. Yeah, right? and so that's still a, a good value um, in comparison to buying something, well, that's especially better than buying a condominium. So the median sales price at the end of November for acreages was 581. And let's put that back into perspective. A year ago, it was 533. Okay. So that's been the, the highest increase that we've seen, that the acreage market is a lot stronger than any of the other markets. When I started selling real estate 23 years ago, it was interesting. The first question people would ask you about uh, an acreage when you were, you were selling it was usually about the water or the septic systems. Right. And now they're asking about the internet. Does it have high-speed internet? That seems to be the most important thing, too. We've talked that people are looking for two offices, too, right? 100%. There's so many people that are working from home, and, and I mean, those people listening, unless you have a, typically a physical job, a physical labor job, um, more and more people are working from their desktops at home rather than their desktops at the office. I guess I'm old-time because I, I'm more worried about how am I going to mow that lawn? <laughs> so all of a sudden you move out to an acreage and you're thinking, how am I going to keep this under control? I, everybody sees things differently, I guess, but that would be a big one for me. Yeah. You know, and I do talk to people about that when, you know, when they say, well, I'm, we're looking for three acres, we're looking for 10 acres, whatever it might be. And, yeah. and I, are you sure? <laughs> um, most people get satisfaction from that though. Those people who do live out there, I can tell you that that's their fun time. So, so I guess if you don't like mowing lawn, then no, an acreage isn't for you. But I, I think those people who are attracted to, um, to outdoor work 
and and you know weeding and gardening and and kibitzing around your your property that, that that that's what they like okay and so that they enjoy that on a saturday rather than than maybe somebody who would rather just sit and enjoy the sunshine i'm big on sitting and taking in sunshine that's just me but to yes. each their own right yes I, i'm i'm more in your camp i i wouldn't want a bigger yard than i have now but no. uh, but I, yes uh, most of our clients that do have those properties are very attracted to that what else have we got well, um, this is a great time of year to give us a call okay. if you're thinking about listing your property for next year, because uh, on, honestly, we have more time. Um, this is my slowest month of the year. So, so December is when we do a lot of planning for, for the next year. And when we're, most of our evaluations, we're not going to, that we're doing in the next few weeks before, um, we are not going to be listing these properties anyway, typically till January 5th or afterwards. So this is a good time to start prepping the house, to start talking about the market or, or strategy, depending on what they're doing. So let's talk about strategy. If they need to maximize their dollars, then the springtime is the best time to do that because okay. prices, like I just said earlier, will rise between January and May. So if you're going to buy and sell, and so typically you're going to stay in the same market, then the timing isn't so bad. If you're getting more for your property, you're going to purchase more for the next one and vice versa. If you're going to get a little less for it this month or next month, then you're going to save on the next one. It'll all depend on what they're looking for. Now, inventory, although there's been lots of listings, is this is going to be the low point of the year. Basically, there will be less and less listings in December. And again, listings, most of us will be pushing off a lot of our listings to January and February. So if you're looking to purchase, there's going to be a bigger supply in the new year. But maybe you're not so fussy about what you're looking for and you're looking for a deal. I can't think of a better month to buy a property in Edmonton every single year, year after year after year after year, December is the low point. So if you're an investor and you're looking to buy an investment property to put in a renter, this is the month you should be doing that. And, and what I say to a lot of our, our, our investors who are looking to buy one a year, that's a good formula to use that save up your money. You should be buying your investment every December. Okay. That, and, and this is when you're going to get the best deal. And by the time that you take possession, late January, early February, it's already going to be worth more than what you paid. So again, if you're not so fussy and it's not your dream home and you're just looking for a great value, then you should give us a call and you, we should be buying before Christmas. What, uh, what do you and the staff do over the holidays? Well, we recharge our batteries. So we do shut down our office for a couple of weeks at Christmas and, and available on call, but we won't actually be in the office physically during that break. And I want my team members to enjoy their Christmas with their families. Yes. And, um, and so that we can come out of, the, out of the shoots in January running because it is like a light switch, to be honest. Um, as soon as January 4th, 5th gets here, the market gets turned on and everybody is back to work. And, and, and it's a wonderful time to be in real estate because, be, again, just like I said before, between January and May, the market not only will go up in value, but uh, each month will get busier and busier. Anything else you want to touch on? Are we good? We're good. The market is, is, is although, there, you know, we're, we, we keep talking about this recession and we're waiting for more Edmontonians to move here. And that's what we need. If you're wondering why we're, we're not bubbling like the rest of the country, we just need more Albertans to get here and start buying up the property. We still have a very large vacancy rate here. Highest it's been since the 90s. And it's, it's been like that for the last two years. But there is some really good signs in the marketplace. So this year in particular in Edmonton, and we, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, but 
there's been seven sales over $3 million in Edmonton. And compared to last year, there was one. So there is some confidence. And, mm -hmm. and typically, um, that confidence is, is going to be driven by these buyers. So there, there's been quite a few sales. And in fact, uh, the highest sale in November and the highest sale in October, uh, there was a house uh, each that sold for $2.7 million. So that's quite a bit for Edmonton. Of course, you know, that might not be so much in, in a Toronto or Vancouver market, but 2.7 is a lot of money to spend on a property here in Edmonton. So there is some confidence in the marketplace. So I think people are, are betting that our market is going to go up next year. So while things are slowing down for Brent and his staff, obviously over the holidays, it doesn't slow down for us on this podcast because we've got great podcasts coming up all throughout the month of December. So uh, we want to make sure that you're aware of that. Okay, so how do people get a hold of you? How, how do you approach the month of December when people get a hold of you? Well, it, it depends on what they're looking for. So if they're looking to buy a property, we're going to get them out there right away. Okay. So call us at 780-464-0075. If you're thinking about selling in the new year, then again, this is a great time to have us out to give you some tips on what you can do to improve your property over the next month or two before we hit the market. And again, you can either call 464-0075 or you can find us on the web at macintoshgroup.ca. Perfect. Hey, uh, thanks for this. Uh, looking forward to uh, a, a new year coming up. Thank you. You too. And, uh, and thanks for giving me some helpful hints on Europe because that's on my agenda for the upcoming year. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks. Nothing else? That's it. Have Beautiful. a Merry Christmas. We'll see you soon. We're having our big staff party out here. Just come on out and uh, have an eggnog. It'll be on me. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for tuning us in, by the way. And uh, as uh, Brent says, it's Macintosh Group at Remax River City. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent Macintosh. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next time. Talk to you next week.